0: This is Doug. Thanks for listening to What's the Hazard. I want to take a minute and thank our incredibly generous sponsors Custom Concrete Specialists, PML Construction, the Nebraska Department of Labor On Site Consultation Group, Liquid Trucking, Risk Skill Consulting. Thank you, one and all. We really appreciate your support. Now, today's episode. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to What's the Hazard. This is Doug, and it is Friday, December 15th here in Omaha, Nebraska. My guest this morning, Chris Williams, is coming to us virtually. Uh, he is the executive director of the VPPPA. For those of you that don't speak OSHA or OSHAES, is the Voluntary Protection Program Participants Association, the VPPPA. You can see the sign in the back if you're watching on YouTube, um, a very familiar, recognizable logo. Chris, good morning, and thanks for being here, man. Doug, thanks for having me. Good morning (laughs) to you, too. We appreciate it. I I was at a conference uh, a few months ago in Des Moines, Iowa, the Make You Safe Conference, and I bumped into an employee of yours, Heidi Hill, and uh, I had made the comment that the only conference that I enjoy going to is the Make You Safe Conference, with the exception of the VPPPA, because I always loved the VPPPA conference. And Heidi immediately said, well, I need to get you in contact with Chris, so... Uh, I sincerely appreciate your time. I know you're busy, and you're out in D.C. area, and there's a lot going on, but this is such a, an interesting topic to me. I'm a huge fan of the VPP uh, and the VPPPA, truly um, an amazing organization. So for those people that don't know you and don't know the VPPPA, would you give us a little bit of the origin story?
1: Of course, Doug, I'm ha- happy to do so, and, and it's, I'm always happy to hear that you enjoyed the Make You Safe Conference. It's one of those conferences I, I try to get to every year. Fortunately, the past couple of years, I haven't been able to make Tom's conference for, for other reasons, but i are sure. there because they're such great members and supporters of VPP and VPPPA. So and I do appreciate the, the shout-out for VPPPA Safety Plus. Uh, it's obviously I'm partial to that, but I, I would rank them 1-1-A. One one absolutely, and absolutely. So, shameless plug.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> so you've been doing this for a while. Now, you've only so, been with the, the Participants Association for, it looked like, about 18 months to a little less than two yeah. years, maybe. But you've been doing the Safety and Health Conference and associations for a long time.
1: So, yeah, so a little bit about my background. I have been with VPPPA uh, for about 18 months now. I came over from an association called the Association of the Wall and Sealing Industry. Uh, unofficial mottos, we don't do floors. There is <laughs> director membership and also involved in <laughs> safety. But my, my safety and health background actually goes back more than 20 years and it really starts with my father was a contractor, light industrial, light, light commercial and residential contractor. And so I spent my summers in high school and in college working on job sites for him. And quite frankly, seeing what not to do. Um, I tell this story a lot because it really does go back to where we were culture-wise. And culture is a huge component of a high-performing safety and health program. But culture-wise, back in the 80s and 90s, it was a badge of honor when you shot a nail through your hand.
0: Yeah. And I
1: remember clearly... We we had a couple guys do that on those on those sites, and it was I look at what I did going to the hospital, and now you fast forward twenty five years, and it's you can't even I can't even imagine that being part of the fabric of, of our safety and health programs, especially with our VP members. But that that's where my journey started, and then from the association side, you know, going out of college, I went straight to you know, the National Association of Home Builders, I was there, and then went to the Associated Builders and Contractors as director of safety and health there, where we, we spearheaded the. Uh, called the next evolution of the safety uh, step program there, safety training evaluation process, to mirror what VPP was at that point, mirror what it is today. And so my background, and from the association side and then safety and health, goes back quite a ways. It, it really is my passion, make, making sure that we send our folks home in the same or better condition than which they arrived at work that morning. And with VPPPA, it's a great opportunity to really go beyond just the construction side of it and go into all industries around the country and around
0: the world. Oh I appreciate i I totally agree and um, i I sincerely appreciate the fact that you have that work experience with your father and your in your upbringing and you understand what these things i I deal with a lot of people uh, that decision makers that don't necessarily have that experience or that understanding um, I can remember when I got to OSHA in the mid nineties I, you know, I spent the first five years in compliance as an in- compliance officer. And then I got into this, it was a brand new position created under the, um, John Henshaw administration. Uh, he was the assistant secretary at the time. He w- he had come from a VPP site and he was a staunch advocate for VPP. And I got this, they created this position called compliance assistant specialist in each of the area offices. And I Got that position, it was more of the outreach and voluntary compliance world. I absolutely loved it. It really fit my temperament and my my talents well and then I got introduced to the VPP and um, the voluntary protection program introduced to the step program with ABC and all these all of these as discretionary voluntary um, mm. excellence programs that I was just i didn 't realize existed you know as a compliance officer. You often see the worst of the worst, and uh, that certainly jades you and jades your opinion of employers. But as a compliance assistance person, I got to see the best of the best, and it Absolutely. gave me it gave me hope, man. You know, it gave me like this affirmation that it can be done. So, um, talk a little bit about uh, VPP and VPPPA, and 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 what the people that don't understand what these programs are, what they mean.
1: And Doug, that's a great way to put it and a great way to start off the, that part of the conversation is, is that when when Secretary Henshaw established some of the compliance assistance programs that we have now, that we see now, it, it was yeah, – I started with ABC back in 06, 2006, 2006, right, right after these programs have really gotten off the ground. And I can tell you that from my experience in the construction side, there was still some trepidation to, to call – an area office up and invite OSHA to your job site <laughs> because of the reputation for, from the eighties the and nineties from the enforcement side that the, there was a, a lack of, I'll call it education at that point in awareness about the program. And now you fast forward and you look at, you know, voluntary protection program, OSHA's voluntary protection program has been around now since 1983, but it actually started back in 1979 and, and it started organically. It wasn't necessarily an OSHA initiative. It started uh, at San Onofre nuclear power generating station now, the contractor out there, labor, came to the building trades, came to the contractor and said, listen, this is dangerous work. You know, this, is, this is the late 70s. You know, we're less than 10 years into to OSHA being in, in existence. People have died on these projects. How do we work together to save our members, our brothers and sisters out here? How, how, do, we, how do we protect them? And, and to the contractor's credit, they came out and said, you know, as management, absolutely. We we don't want to see anybody hurt. We don't want to see anybody killed. And so from that point, it became how we hold each other accountable. And they created that that framework and said, okay, you're going to be involved from an employee involvement standpoint. One of the three pillars of VPP management's going to give you the commitment that we are going to stand by you. We're going to do whatever it takes to give you what you need to work safe. Who's going to hold the both of us accountable though? And that's when the light bulb went off. And out in California, they said, hey, Cal let, let's let's bring you involved. Let's bring you in here so that you're the regulatory accountability experts here. And so from that, you fast forward a few years and we get to, to VPP being created, formally established. And over 40 years later, you know we've got VPP out there, both at the OSHA level and the Department of Energy, which has a similar program. And we've got close to 2,000 sites nationwide involved in VPP. Some of, the, some of these sites have been in the program 30, 40 years now. And it's well, one of the biggest questions I get is, well, once you get to VPP, is that it? And my answer is absolutely not. Doug, as a safety and health person, you understand that there, there is no stopping your safety and health journey. Mm-hmm. It's this VPP, the star flag, when it goes up, it is a great achievement, but it is a waypoint on that continuing journey because what we see is if you use that as the end game, that we've gotten to the pinnacle and that's it, the pinnacle keeps moving. That mountain keeps going higher. And if you stop, then you start to regress. And VPP holds companies accountable through the annual self-evaluation and the recertification audits. And we have sites that... That quite frequently will drop out of the program because they don't meet the standards set by the program because they didn't use it as that waypoint, that continuous improvement component.
0: That wow, that, that is such an excellent description. You're an incredibly articulate guy. I, I sincerely appreciate that, and that was a great description of it. And you know, this is a labor program. This was, and I didn't know the history actually. So thank you for even sharing that element. I didn't, I didn't know that's how it originated. But this but there, program
1: there's over 530 local. Unions that are signatories to VPP agreements, and if you have a, a union labor workforce, the union, the local, must sign on. There, exactly. there is, there's no agreement if the union doesn't say no. We, we give our blessing to this. Absolutely, and
0: that's a major component of the program. It's an important component. It's absolutely probably the most important component. It's driven by the labor, the employees. It is their program. I can remember, and of course, management support. You know, that's part of the agreement. You know, as you said, the pillars of this program, but employee involvement and engagement, management, support, resourcing, time, all of that, you know, the money that's necessary to drive these programs. But your comment about sustainability is really an interesting one because getting into the program isn't the end game. There? And as you said, there really isn't an end game with regard to workplace safety and health. It's constant improvement or regression. There's really no stagnation. You're moving forward or backward, it seems, but I, Absolutely. I, I love that comment. And I, and I love this program. I thought when I was with OSHA, um, as the compliance assistance person, I, I petitioned to my boss a few times, if you will give me two or three of the compliance officers to help me do the outreach stuff and move those programs forward, advanced VPP, Uh, those types of recognitions and assistance programs. I thought we could have done a lot more than just, you know, dedicate 10 compliance officers to beating people up and one person to try to run these programs. It didn't ever gain any traction, unfortunately, but I thought that was the way to go.
1: Certainly. It's it brings up a great point when we look at the structure and really the culture change that a company or a site's got to go through in order to on that VPP journey. And it's, You look at it, you know, one of the questions I also get is, well, you've got VPP sites, they're exempt from program inspections. Well, yes, they are, because every three to five years, we willingly invite OSHA onto our job sites, onto our sites, to give us a thorough run through, a thorough inspection, and they bring special government employees with them to assist, and these are VPP sites, the, the culture changes, instead of fearing OSHA coming on that site for that audit, it's Absolutely, because we want you to find things that we can fix. It's right. all part of the continuous improvement process that that VPP sites embrace. That we want you to find something, and if you find something that's egregious, then yes, you're going to remove us from the program. But we're going to fix it. And you know, when we look at it from the standpoint, you mentioned, you know, it's it's the 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 carrot and the stick. In this case, it's a little bit of both, but we're embracing. Having OSHA on that site to give us that feedback, and with the annual self evaluation, we're also sending that report in every year to our, our SG coordinator, their office, the regional office, to look at and say, you know, we've got a ton of great SG co- or uh, VPP coordinators out there at OSHA mm-hmm. that, when they look at those reports, you know, they they can tell the, the sites and pick apart the sites that if you're copying and pasting from previous years, they're going to call you out on it and say, we're we're coming over. Right. You're going to kill soon, and we're going to take care of you for that because that, that's not the spirit of the program. That's and 95% of our, our sites are going to tell you right now that they, they use that annual self-evaluation year-round. And it is, it is, you know, the one thing I, I want to touch on because we talked about it a second ago, you know, my, my experience, and you mentioned it at the very outset, you know, getting somebody that's got you know that field experience, it is critical in safety and health. And, and the core component of EPP is that it's not employee engagement. It's employee involvement. So if you come to me and say, you know, we're using hard hats right now, but they've got these cool new helmets out there. They're going to cost a little bit more, but they're going to keep us safer. They're going to improve our, our, our safety and health practices. That engagement is, I told you that involvement is go buy that mm-hmm. from the front line worker in the front line. The management's going to look at them and say, okay, done. Right. You showed me the case for it.
0: Absolutely. Because it's going to help even incrementally make us safer. This is, yeah, this is, Exactly what I loved about the program. And, you know, it's interesting, again, we kind of throw, uh, one of the acronyms you just mentioned, SGE, you know, this special government employee, which I think was one of the greatest benefits of participation in VPP. An SGE is just an employee from one of the participant businesses who who goes through some training with OSHA, at least in this case with OSHA. And then they are sworn in as special government employees in order to participate in these recertification audits, pre-approval audits. And so when OSHA sends a team onto your site to do this, this audit, uh, they bring with them representatives of these other companies who are in VPP already. And not only are they there to learn and to evaluate and audit your program, but to share information and to gain information I thought that was one of the most remarkable programs that I'd ever seen.
1: Oh, it's absolutely. We we have a saying here: VPVPA, BP, R and D, rip off and duplicate. <laughs> right. And in my case, I altered to call it rip off and, and develop. And, and our SGs, our special government employees, that understand that if, if you're VPP, so you're not required to put any of your employees through this training. But it, it's it's a tremendous benefit from the standpoint of. You know, we've, we've got our companies and our sites that are paying their employees to go audit another site. And the reason they're doing it is number one, it, it, it helps OSHA from a manpower perspective, work perspective, give the expertise, especially in, in some of those subjects that OSHA may not have those personnel that have an industrial hygiene or PSM, process safety management background. The other part is that R&D, it's... The great thing about VPP is the sites are more than willing to share their ideas. And we see that at VPPPA Safety Plus every year. The biggest component of that is the networking component. And with SGEs going out to sites and conducting audits, they're bringing ideas back and practices back to their own sites and companies that they're going to implement there. And it's all part of that continuous improvement loop because as they're taking those ideas, they're also developing those ideas that they saw at another site and that in turn, that site might send an SGE to conduct that audit two years later at the site that person's at, and they're stealing that idea back and they're making it even better. Mm-hmm.
0: It's fantastic. It
1: is, it is a tremendous value that, that our, our, our member companies are paying for. Right. That privilege.
0: I, I th- Yeah, fantastic. I think that's fantastic. I loved that aspect of it. Um, when I was with OSHA and I, when I was the CAS, one of the programs that we implemented in Nebraska uh, was. Um, we called it SST VPP. I mean, you know, OSHA has a targeting list, the site-specific targeting program, which identifies facilities that have injury and illness rates that are above mm-hmm. the national average that they feel might need some scrutiny. So they're sending compliance officers out to those sites. And we would get these quarterly meetings together where our VPP companies would provide trainers to come to a program and they would discuss, you know, how to implement an effective safety and health management system. They would talk about things that they had done specifically in their organizations to advance their programs. And they would share this information with all of these people from the SST sites that really had no understanding of these programs. And and they were so generous with the information. They wanted to help. They, they didn't get paid for it, obviously. They don't get paid to do any of this stuff. They're paying for their employees to do it all. And yet, you know, for years we ran this program where the VPP folks would share information with these SST participants and, you know, try to give them, you know, I think, so I think mentoring is a big part of this program, it, it, it
1: is a tremendous component, and, and it's one that we have a number of opportunities—not just from a VPPPA standpoint, but within OSHA—to really expand on, especially with SGS. And part of what we're working on with OSHA, because we have such a great relationship on the, the compliance assistance and the cooperative program side, one of the one of the items we're working on with VPP modernization is how do we engage those SGS to become those mentors? How do we how do we capitalize on their experience and their companies and their sites' experience and their, their lessons learned? really spread that you, you and I I'm comfortable enough to say that you and I are old enough to remember the old days when safety and health was viewed as it's competitive advantage I'm not going to share these what we've developed what we've invested in because it means my competitor is going to have that and they might get jobs in construction at least in VPP it's you call up any of our sites and you go to our conference and you talk to folks and you say yeah I need a, a PSM implementation plan what can you give me here it is here's the book Yep willingly because the the culture change i talked about a few minutes ago it it really is embracing the fact that we're we're not just here to save our own people's lives what we do saves others lives as well and i might be on a site in houston but some of this might apply to a site up up in anchorage and we've had that happen where it's Mm -hmm. and i'm more than happy to give that to you even if it's a competitor because we know that we're saving lives and these are people that it really embraces the human element that we've seen now the past 10 or 15 years in safety and health, which is core to, to the program, obviously. But now that we're starting to see the rest of industry catch up, they're, they're starting to see the value that VPP has brought for 40 years and the VPPPA has kind of fostered with some of our events, with some of our networking opportunities to share that information and, and, and give it out there freely to make sure that we're protecting workers, not just
0: at our own sites,
1: but, but around
0: the world. I love that. And your comment about the competitive advantage, I can remember in early in my OSHA career administering some what we considered to be voluntary compliance programs. We had programs with the meatpacking industry here in Nebraska, the grain folks. And we would bring people together, and they would sit in their individual tables, and they wouldn't talk, and they would listen, hoping to get a little nugget of something, you know, an inside scoop from the agency but they wouldn't share anything because they were still clinging to that competitive competitive advantage concept so tightly. Uh, it, it took a while to get them to loosen up and start to share. But I mean, specifically in safety and health, I think people that are attracted to this profession tend to want to share. They like they like that exchange. The the you know the executives in the companies weren't all that thrilled with it. But the safety people wanted to learn and share and grow and evolve. And so that's kind of what the VPPPA and the VPP program have have actually kind of uh, uh, promoted and allowed. It's remarkable. Doug,
1: you hit the nail on the head there. It really was in the past 10 or 15 years. And I can remember you know, seeing the, the start of this change and it started with the management component, the management commitment component, where we started to get a generation of leaders in, in place that especially on the construction side had come up through the ranks and, and had been out there in the field and understood that competitive advantage from a safety and health perspective, it, it's it exists, but it, it's not the be all end all. It's not something that needs to be focused on because the reality is th- these are leaders that came in and recognized if my competitor takes what I've used, what I've developed, and they make it better, I'm going to steal it back from them. But in turn, if, if they're taking business away because we're stagnant, we're not we're not on a continuous improvement journey, that's on us to get better. And, and so they realize that that sea change and that mentality and the culture of, now we're going to protect these because it's, it's trade secrets for us. It's we develop it. They realize, well, if we start giving this away, we can take it back in a better form and we can evolve it and we can get business back. And it's, it's a cyclical process. Mm-hmm. we started to see that change. That's when we started to get into, you know, we started to see folks recognize the value of compliance assistance and cooperative programs like OSHA Challenge, like Sharp, like PPP, and like ABC STEP program that really engaged the, the evaluation aspect of it and engaged the information sharing. And yeah. that's, yeah, I, I my, our job's never done and, and until we're at zeros across the board. And our lagging indicators are our, our, yours and my job's never going to be done. But Absolutely, you take, take some heart in the fact that we're starting, we've seen that change in our lifetime and we're starting to see it even more from an evolutionary standpoint of improving that, that next great leap forward in safety and health.
0: Absolutely. So would you talk just a little bit about the VPPPA and uh you know, how you work, what you offer? I mean, so <laughs> just, for clarification purposes, the VPPPA is an independent organization from the Department of Labor, from OSHA. Obviously, you work intimately with the agency, but you are separate, distinct. You're not funded by the agency. And so uh, could you talk just a little bit about the, the organization and what you do? Of course. Uh, in fact, yeah, VPPPA, which we use because spelling out Voluntary Protection Programs
1: for Association, <laughs> that does suck out a lot of oxygen for more so right. acronym. Yep. We've been now we were founded back in 1985, so we're coming up on our 40th anniversary here starting next year. So uh, stay stay tuned because our also our 40th conference is in August in Denver. Oh, uh, nice. yeah, a lot of celebrations, a lot of celebrations kicking off here in August. We've been around for 40 years, and we are completely independent of the Department of Labor and Ocean. We we take no funding from them. We are funded by our 1,200 plus members. In our annual conference, we we operate an independent entity, but we also have a tremendous working relationship with folks over at OSHA on the compliance assistance and cooperative program side. And that's important because we represent, we are founded to represent sites involved in OSHA's Voluntary Protection Program, and then in, in the early, in the mid-90s, when the Department of Energy launched their program, their VPP, those companies as well, we really represent companies that are truly high-performing in safety and health, not just VPP sites. In fact, if you looked at our membership, about 60% are VPP sites, and, and the rest are companies that that really are committed to that continuous improvement to to achieving health and safety excellence. And one of the things that we talk about with with folks is VPP is a great program. We're always going to support it. It's in our name. And we want companies, we want sites to engage and be involved and to become star sites, either through mobile workforce or through the the traditional program or through what we're working with Oceaneau on developing a VPP for construction program but it's not necessary because every company, every site is at a different point in their safety and health journey. And our goal is if you take the practices, some of these practices, the four core elements and and 34 components of VPP, and you implement them, you're getting better. And our, our job as an association, we represent companies that want to be the very best, that want to protect their workers and send them home in the same better condition in which they arrive. And it's, It's great because we talk about how we're an independent entity, an association, member association. Yeah. One of the things we take great pride in is the fact that OSHA last year launched their safety as a core value campaign. And that's something that we've been preaching for for going on 20 years now. It's safety is not a priority. It's a core value. And I've spent hours in presentations explaining just the difference between priority and core value. (laughs) Right. Now that now that we've got OSHA embracing that as well, it really does help us to push that message.
0: That's fantastic. So, I was not aware. So again, this has been really informative for me. I was not aware that the composition of your membership was such a significant portion of non vpp companies. That's interesting to me. So, anybody can be a member of VPPPA, or is there a, is there a qualification component to that, or what are you agreeing to? if you participate
1: when you become a member of vpppa it's with the understanding that you're seeking to become better okay in, in your your ehsns performance and to build your program you, you view vpppa for what we are as a resource a networking resource to connect you with other high performers to learn lessons and to take away resources and, and again r&d those we also, you understand, as you join as a member, that we we do have standards that hold. we we are the best of the best. We're, we're not ashamed to say it because we represent so many VPP sites, and because of that, our expectations of our members are quite simple. It's you're committed to that continuous improvement process, and you're committed to protecting your workers. And doing so, and your performance is going to be better than your industry averages, and you're going to help raise that standard.
0: That's interesting. Well. I, I I was not aware of that I am really thrilled by that. Um... Because I think any company who is committed to the process and that journey of continuous improvement should participate in VPPPA. Uh, I, I have to be honest with you. As I said, the conferences are incredible. When people would come to me, I have I have friends and, and colleagues that are vendors, for example, and they would go to the National Safety Congress or something, and that's fine, you know, hand out some pens and maybe shake some hands, go out for drinks in the evening, but if you want to engage with people that are committed and that are interested, they are, they're driven, there is no better conference than the Participants Association conferences. So I know that's somewhat selfish, but if you're selling something that has value, that might actually improve you know, that effort, then the VPPPA conference is where you need to be. We appreciate that. Like we, we appreciate that,
1: that sentiment. And, and one of the things I'll touch on two topics here because we touched on mentoring a, a little bit ago. And, and a major component of VPPBA membership is access to, to our members who have already gotten that star flag and are still working on that continuous improvement journey. And we have a, our formal mentoring program, and we pair prospective sites and companies that are looking to advance their EHSNS program with some of those companies that are already on, on, that, on that path that have already reached that waypoint, so we can bring them up. And and companies that we pair, they may or may not seek to achieve VPP status. That's perfectly fine because what they've done is connect with a a site or a company that's already there that's going to help them raise their standards. The other is that informal mentoring component at VPPPA Safety Plus. We've got out of our attendee profiles with with our conference, over the 2,000-plus people that attend, a large portion of them are frontline workers. And I mentioned earlier that that employee involvement in EHS and S programs was core to VPP's ethos. And when you look at that attendee profile, you look at it from the standpoint of, you know, if you're one of our exhibitors that may, you, know, you just come on board, it's, well, these, are front, these aren't decision makers. Well, the opposite is true, is what I said earlier. That frontline worker is the one going back to management and saying, I want this helmet. I want these cut resistant gloves. And management saying, all right, there you go, because of that culture that they fostered. And so when you look at the informal mentoring as well aspect of it, it's those connections that not just the VPB sites and our, and our, I'll call them seasoned attendees that have been to five or more offices. <laughs> it's, it's the first timers that we try to pair up so that we try to connect them. And we try to create events and opportunities to, to really forge those early relationships that end up lasting a lifetime, especially in the safety and health arena, where you're calling on those folks to to get those resources, R and D them, and we're in turn doing the same thing to you. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it's it's not just the VPP sites; it's also those companies that are that are just starting out of that journey. But it's also companies when we look at membership companies that that are in that go beyond from from a vendor standpoint, PPE technology. They're also learning, and we encourage them when they join the association. It's not just a selling opportunity; you're going to learn how to be better at your own company from a safety and health perspective. Because because VPP in, in high performance, it's not just isolated in one industry. This is across workplaces around the world. This, this is in construction and manufacturing and the industrial setting, but also the office setting. We, we've got a number of members that you would think, no, they don't really fit a profile of, of one of those those categories there. But absolutely, they're, they're some of our biggest members because they recognize that safety and health standards in h and H&S programs, they go beyond that that traditional what what you view as the the what we'll call it the mother and apple pie of mm-hmm. you're out there working in a field, yeah. Safety and health applies everywhere, right? And, and one of the great things about VPPPA membership is we've got such a diverse membership based pull from expertise wise mm-hmm. that we that we can push that forward.
0: I love that, and, I, and you know, again, I think one of the things that separates VPPPA and your conferences and your you know, your application resources is that this is the cutting edge state of the art. Uh, This is what's new and and innovative. I've been to many conferences where it's kind of the same old, same old, and it's the same folks pushing out the same stuff. But if you want to know what's new, for example, if you want to interact with an organization like our friends Make You Safe and see where technology is evolving in the industry and see what the new PPE is, You've been referring to the helmets, the safety helmets, and, you know, where else can you find this stuff unless you go to a conference or some type of a resource where, you know, this cutting-edge, state-of-the-art technology is available, and which is why I always loved and why I miss the VPPPA to some degree, you know, as as just a consultant, it's incumbent upon me to go out there and find these new technologies and find these resources that are going to help my clients – and where else can you do that if you don't have access to something like the VPPPA conferences?
1: And We strongly encourage our associate members, like Make You Safe, to, to submit proposals for sessions. But we do so under the under the expectation that you submit that proposal. You're going to involve a client, and you're going to involve you're going to present the case for let's use technology for example, wearable technology. You're going to present the case from both sides. And you're going to present different viewpoints. It's not a selling moment. It's an opportunity. And our, our associate members recognize this. It's an opportunity to, to expose a public that to the new technology to things that may not have seen. And the attendee can look at it and say, okay, I can associate that with, with make you say, for example. And they Tom gives a great presentation, but I now know more than I did about it on the whole. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's a key, is that the sessions that we put on every year, we, we change it up because we want to continuously improve the content we provide and evolve what we're providing. It's the one thing you don't we, – we've all been to conferences where you see the same old speakers year after year. And that's that's fine, but it's also we, – we want to bring in new topics and new speakers as well to give those different viewpoints because, you know, you, know, you and I have been around the block a time or two. I feel comfortable saying that. And our, our, our viewpoints <laughs> – our our experiences at some point, yeah, we're, we're always learning. Absolutely. And the opportunity to learn, I, I take the opportunity at our conferences all the time and the events we do to go around and sit in on sessions because that gives me the opportunity to learn and even challenge some of the preconceived notions I may have formed over the past 20 plus years. And I think that's a great, great, great benefit of being a part of VPPP and, and going to Safety Plus and also some of our other conferences.
0: Absolutely. I don't think there's any way to separate the t- I, you have to have some type of curiosity some you know technical intellectual curiosity in order to continuously improve which was why the SGE program worked which is why you know these networking conferences work where you have an opportunity to to feed that desire to you know learn and see what's new and who does things better you have to you know it takes a little bit of humility to be able to say hey man we're not we're not done. We need to learn more. And so I seek it out and ask for it. And, you know, it's available if people are are desirous of that information.
1: And and I'm glad you mentioned that because a major component of our mission is to advance health and safety excellence, but also develop the next generation of high performing health and safety professional. And, And a major characteristic of the folks that are going to take our place is that curiosity, that desire to learn And to accept that we don't necessarily have all the answers. And even if we do have an answer, there may be a better way to do it. And we have the humility to say, perfect. I I was wrong on that one. Let's Your way is better. I'm going to take your way. We're going to make it better. You're going to take it back from me because five years down the road, you're going to say, oh, the way we're doing it might not be the best. And so our big component of that mission is for us to train our replacements, but to do so in the culture that we've developed with with volunteer protection programs and with the high performing members that we have. And spread that because the, these are folks that we look at a competitive labor market, you know, coming from the construction side. We've had a chronic skilled labor shortage for every year I've been involved, 20-some years now. Yeah. That's never gonna change. So it's our, our job is to train from a safety and health perspective, someone that may be going to another company. And, and our members acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And they embrace it because they're going to do the same thing. They're they're hiring from the same pool, and so if the the more we train these folks, the more we give them ingrain them in the culture that we've developed from from an EHS and S perspective. The better off we're going to be five years down the road when we're hiring that person back at a higher level. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I really appreciate your saying that. That's really interesting because I think I think uh, there is a tendency, oftentimes, to to resist that, you know, I don't want to overtrain this person because they're going to leave me. And, um, but it's just for the betterment of the, you know, the whole, right. I mean, it always comes back around. It's why here in Nebraska, we're kind of a small community and we have a small intimate community of safety people. And, um, when they are moving on or leaving, I want to keep them here. So, you know, we, I do a little bit of informal placement services because I know a lot of people and I want to keep that talent right here in Nebraska, you know, um, I, I like that they get educated somewhere and they move on. And as you said, they're going to move back and they're going to, you know, going to keep it right here so we can all benefit from that.
1: And we've got to view it as an opportunity because it's when we talk about continuous improvement in safety and health, a big component of that is, is I'll call it the fresh set of eyes perspective. And we got we need to view that, that movement of labor and that movement of talent from the perspective of it gives us the opportunity to develop the next person who may have a completely different perspective that may be better, that may challenge some of the, the preconceived notions and some of the processes we've implemented. And by doing that, it's making all of us better. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's an opportunity for, instead of it. There's certainly a challenge component to it, but it, we need to view it as an opportunity to develop that next generation, to bring somebody in that, that can challenge what we've been doing to keep us in that continuous improvement cycle.
0: No doubt. I I'm, you know, I'm kind of an old curmudgeon, but I I do have the opportunity to interact with a lot of new young safety professionals and man, they are dynamic and they are bright and they are much more adept at the technologies than I. And so it I feel like things are, you know, we're moving in the right direction and things are in good hands. And some of those old established procedures and concepts that we've lived with all these years are going to. Be, they'll be improved upon, and things are going to get better. So I, I I'm, yeah. I'm happy best, about
1: that. Best example, real life example I can give you is I've got an eight year old daughter. <laughs> she, she knows more about how her iPad works than I know. Absolutely, and I learn from her uh, on a daily basis from a technology <laughs> standpoint. Because yeah, you know, when you and I were kids, we didn't have laptops in schools, and, and she's got her laptop and iPad in school right now, and she knows if, if we're not learning, if we, you know, if we put our head in stick our head in the sand, it's going to result in regression from, mm-hmm. from an EHS&S perspective. And it's incumbent upon us to, to be open to learning and to be open to admitting when we don't have all the answers. Because I think that once you embrace that from a cultural standpoint within the company, within the site, then you start to truly advance health and safety excellence. I totally and-
0: agree. That's fantastic. So, Chris, um, 40th anniversary the The annual, the national conference is going to be in Denver this coming in 2024?
1: Correct. August 25th through 28th. Uh, registration here is going to open uh, early February. Uh, we're very excited. Uh, having been, we, we started planning for this before we even completed the 2023 Safety Plus event in Orlando, which was a great success. Fantastic. Uh, it's going to be our, our 40th conference and our 40th anniversary at the same time.
0: That sounds fantastic. I, I might have to try to make that one, man. That sounds wonderful. I love Denver. I've got a son that lives out there, so... Might be a nice, nice, nice trip.
1: We did our site visit here uh, last month and first site visit. And I can tell you, I'm I'm excited from the standpoint of some of the ideas that our planning committee has thrown about in terms of things that we can do out there, but also we'll be at the Gaylord Rockies. The the facility is absolutely amazing and the views are are
0: phenomenal. (laughs) That's awesome. Gaylord (laughs) Rockies. And so, for the folks that want to get in touch or learn more about VPPPA, the website information, what what can we give them that they can go research?
1: Absolutely, I encourage everyone to visit our website www.vpppa.org. Uh-huh. Uh, we also have a dedicated site for VPPPA Safety Plus. Uh, it's safety.vpppa.org. Uh, and of course, you know, one of one of the things that I like to do whenever I do a podcast or I do an interview is. Yeah, I'm open and accessible. Sometimes my staff would tell me too much, but <laughs> if you're looking for more information about the association, I'm more than happy to help. You can reach out to me. My email address is cwilliams at vpppa.org. And my
0: direct line is 703 761 6504. You're kind of the Paul O'Neill of uh, VPP, it sounds like. I I appreciate your offering that information. We will post that. I'm
1: I I, I, I glad you mentioned his name because one of you know, when, when I, when I, like I said, this is my passion, health and safety excellence. And Paul O'Neill and his time with Alcoa, it's, there, there's a great book out there called The Power of Habit. And there's an entire chapter dedicated to when he came on board, I believe it was in 1987. Mm-hmm. And forgive me for, for this aside, but it's an important story in in, in terms of how far we, we've come. When he came on board at Alcoa in 1987, the first thing out of his mouth for shareholders meeting wasn't, yeah, we're, we're going to increase profits. You know, we're going to increase productivity was, we're going to reach zero. We're going to reach zero incidents. We're going to be the safest manufacturer out there. And they, everyone scratched their heads. So what, what the heck is this guy talking about? Why, why would he even say that? We're more concerned about money because he realized that profitability and productivity are tied directly to safe performance. And Alco became one of the safest manufacturers during his tenure there. And it's a great book, a great case study in safety, transformational safety culture.
0: It's one of the I like books I carry with me all the time, man. I love that. I read that chapter over and over. It's, just, I, I, it's fascinating. I
1: built entire presentations on that chapter because it's so impactful in our profession.
0: No doubt. Absolutely. But, you know, he offered up his phone number to every employee in that company yeah. and said, much like what you just said, hey, if you need something, you call me. If you can't get some satisfaction here locally, then I'll make sure we get it addressed. And um, I, I appreciate that because that's kind of an unusual thing to do.
1: And, and the other thing, too, is, and I, and I share this, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Paul O'Neill fan, he is his comment, his employees, my comment to, to everyone I talk to is, it's, you like more information about the association, I'm more than happy to help, but if you've got some ideas, if you've got thoughts on how we can improve how we how we function, how we deliver value as, to our members as an association, but also how we can strengthen the program itself, I'm all ears. Because, again, I, I don't have all the answers, and we're more than happy to admit that. And there there's folks out there right now that might be listening or watching that are gonna have ideas that, that they they can share that we can then help to move the needle, even if it's incrementally, to save one life, to protect one worker. And if that that's the case, we will more than happily take those. I'm more than happy to take comments, criticism, constructive criticism and ideas, and we can we can use our position and our influence within Washington, DC here to be able to be able to use that and, and influence improvement for everyone. Absolutely.
0: Well, so the national conference is the big event. There are regional conferences. Each of the regions has a conference typically each year as well. I can remember participating in the Region 7 conference. I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, mention my good buddy Matt Gaines down in the regional office. He's the VPP coordinator for Region 7 and has been so for many, many years now. Uh, Does a great job with VPP. It is a program that I've always felt very strongly about and the participants association is remarkable. And the work that you're doing is just, you know, just incredible. I I sincerely appreciate this has been delightful, man. I, I've learned something about VPPPA and the VPP and I'm excited. I think I'm going to come to the conference in Denver, man. I'm excited.
1: You're you're always welcome. And and I'd be remiss to say to, I'm going to agree with you hundred percent. Our backbone as an association and as a program, with our regions, we have 10 regions or chapters, if you will, that have conferences. Uh, in fact, Region 7, one of our strongest regions, they're partnering with us on, on Safety Plus in, in 2024, and also the regional administrators out there with OSHA in the area office, SG coordinators, SG coordinators and the VPP coordinators out there. They're, they're truly the people on the ground, the ones that, that really drive this program forward and anything that we can do to support them, that's what we're here for. And I, I'll touch on briefly very excited because it may have heard is working on VPP modernization. Uh, we had a meeting yesterday with, with leadership over there, Deputy Assistant Secretary Frederick, Secretary Parker, uh, and some of the, the Directorate of, of consultation, State Plans, Cooperative Programs, State Plans over there to talk about VPPPA's modernization. One of the big things is focusing on and really strengthening how we use SGEs, but also on the technology side. What technology can we help deploy as an association? That's really going to help the end user, the VPP site and OSHA that we can turn over to them to really build the program up and make it easier for, for our folks in the regional offices, the area offices, to conduct those audits, review those applications, to make it so that we can get more companies into VPP and help ease their workload. Because we, we all know the budget realities within the federal government. We know that that's always going to be a struggle. We want to make sure that we're doing everything we can as an association to help OSHA Really realize the full potential
0: of this program. Interesting. I I, I completely, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I know that uh, there was always a very intimate relationship with OSHA, with the agency. As you mentioned before we started recording, this is a discretionary program. So, you know, monies and support can somewhat fluctuate based on the other strains on the resources the agency has, but the program should never go away. It is, I think it's one of the best things OSHA does, frankly. And so um, I'm excited to hear that it's in good hands, that you guys are continuing to grow and push and move forward. And uh, I have a lot of clients that I think would really enjoy the conference and would enjoy the uh, opportunity even to work with some mentors, formally or informally. One of the things that that I wanted to do when I I was with OSHA was every time a VPP participant – turns in that annual report, they are required to describe the things that they have done over the previous year to improve their program. And um, as an auditor, one of the things that we would do would be to highlight some of the best practices that we found. And and that's how I learned safety. I'll be honest with you. You don't learn a lot about safety when you're making inspections of companies that don't do shit, you know? Um, You learn what not to do, certainly, as you referred to in the beginning, but- I learned yeah. safety from VPP companies and from the creativity and the, you know the uh, that 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 desire to continuously improve. That's where I learned safety. I would so love I'll to say, be able to connect people you, stay, with that information. There, there
1: may be there may
0: be some uh, some uh, some great developments
1: from the standpoint of using the annual self evaluation components where, where we ad- our, our sites identify their successes and where where they focused on and where they've improved on from a standpoint. There may be some nice things coming out from the VPPBA standpoint here as we go into our 40th anniversary year around a white paper, an annual white
0: paper that produces those best practices. Oh man that, awesome. Awesome. Let me know if I can help. I, I can edit or write or whatever you need, man. But I think that is fantastic. I would love to see that.
1: I, I love dropping those little nuggets of those little, little, yeah, little, teasers, little teaser. Little teaser. I love it. In.
0: Chris, thank you so much for your time, man. This has really been fantastic, in, informative, educational. I hope it's excited some folks. You know, this is a resource that everybody that's interested should tap into. And I, I'm going to look for you in uh, Denver next summer. So, Absolutely. You're you're always welcome. I'll seek you happy out. To
1: have you, not, not only that, ha- happy to host the podcast as well. Let's do it I'll again. Sure. Let's we'll do be it be again ahead.
0: sometime. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Chris Williams. Executive Director of the VPPPA, the Participants Association. Have a great holiday. It's a pleasure to meet you and to keep up you the go. good work.
1: We appreciate it. And, and Happy New Year to everyone.
0: Thanks, Stay Chris. Take care. You as well.
1: A Huda Media Production.